Bless the Lord. Greetings, Shiloh family, and greetings to all of you tuning in online tonight. We're delighted that you're able to join us with this tonight's Bible study as we prepare our hearts and minds to hear a blessed word from the Lord. It's an exciting time, a blessed time. The Lord is with us. I know many of you are normally in Bible study tonight. You'd be here, and we'd be singing the praises of Zion, lifting up the name of the Lord. And tonight we are here uh, in my office. I'm here not by myself. I've got uh, Minister Lamont on the keyboards and uh, Deacon Medina's in the room. We are here. Brother Solomon is up on the uh, sound and audiovisual ministry. We're, we're trying to put it together. We've got a skeleton crew here in the house. But at the same time, we are here to worship and praise the Lord. You know, these are difficult days right now. Many people are going through, they're struggling, they're trying to survive and dealing with being uh, at home in this uh, kind of season where we have been asked to stay in place. And some people are talking about they're stuck at home. And uh, I heard someone mention today, and I mentioned it again, you're not stuck at home, you're safe at home. And so I want you to be safe, but that doesn't mean we can't study the word. Doesn't mean we can't keep on moving in this new normal, which is intended to go on, at least right now, until the end of April. So we are just going to get back and do what God called us to do, open up the Word of God, teach the Word of God, allow the Spirit of God to move in our lives. Now, I want to tell you something. Get on the phone, get, take a text message, call somebody up, tell them Bishop is on the line, tell them I'm there. We can reach me on Ustream or see me on Facebook Live. Tell them we're live tonight. I want to tell you something, Saints. We're getting ready for a great Palm Sunday. I know it doesn't seem like it's going to be a regular Palm Sunday because we're not going to be in the sanctuary, but I want you to know something. This Palm Sunday, if you wanted to come by and grab a palm, one of the deacons or deaconess will be here. You can come by a quarter of or so. Just get a palm and a communion kit if you need it. If not, I want you to remember, get yourself a cracker, any kind of cracker, and preferably grape juice, but get it something and be ready when we take the Lord's Supper together. We are going to commune together as we would if we were in the sanctuary. Every home is a sanctuary, and we're going to commune together there. So I look forward to you joining us. Make sure you get your cracker. Get your grape juice, preferably, or some type of juice, and let's get ready to have our time together. We're still going to be worshiping God. You may be in separate places, but our communing does not have to be in person. The Word of God says, partake not to assemble yourselves together. So I'm calling a sacred assembly in cyberspace. This is assembly in the cyber sanctuary, and I'm calling you to assemble with the body of Christ as we celebrate Palm Sunday and communion. Be ready. We're going to serve the Lord as we would if we were in the sanctuary and lift up holy hands. Hosanna, Hosanna. Blessed be the God of our salvation. <clears throat> well, God bless you. We're going to teach a little bit tonight. I've been uh, looking at a passage of scripture. I want to raise it again from Psalm 46. And so I pray that this word speaks to you tonight. Uh, psalm 46 is an interesting psalm. It is the psalm of refuge. It is a psalm that God speaks to his people. 
in a bold and dynamic way. And the people actually speak of their experience with God and how they've come to know God. And so I want you to listen to this word tonight. Uh, verse 1 is a simple verse, and you know it. God is my our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Pray with me. God, we thank you that we know who you are. You are refuge. You are strength. You are a very present help in trouble. Be with us tonight. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I pray. Speak life to us. Speak word. And help us, Lord, that we may hear you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Beloved, these are the times that, uh, as one pro writer said, that try men and women's souls. These days are difficult because you've got so much to be concerned about uh, with this social distancing that we have going on. It's a time when I was walking through the, I had to go into the pharmacy the other day, and I was walking down the aisle. I figured since I had to walk inside that I would uh, go and pick up a few items. I did not want to go inside. I really was hoping to go through the drive-through. Something was wrong with their drive-through, uh, which I made sure I said, please fix that. But I was walking around, and I came down the aisle. I saw what I needed. I was heading towards it. There was a person coming up the other aisle, and she looked at me as though I had the plague, and she ran so fast. And for a moment, it, it slipped my mind that we were doing social distancing, and I thought it was personal. I was like, what, what, what? you know? And I realized, no, she, she's trying to survive in a difficult time. And you and I have got to realize that's what's happening today. People are trying to survive in difficult times. And because of that, some people, their sleep habits have been thrown off. Some of you are sleeping longer than you normally sleep. Some of you are going to bed earlier or waking up later, and your sleeping pattern is off. And it's off to the point where you don't know what to do. So you're, you're struggling now with that sleeping pattern. That sleeping pattern has kind of messed up your head. You're wondering what in the world you're supposed to do when you're tired, but you you already been to sleep. And since you already went to sleep and you're still tired, you're wondering, God, what in the world am I supposed to do now? Your mind is running. So because your mind is, is going a mile a minute, you, you are sitting around and, and, and you have a problem now because you recognize that your mind should not be running. Your mind should not be zooming. It should not be racing. <clears throat> Excuse me. And yet and still it is. Yet and still you're going through. And some of you have been believers a long time, you've been praying a long time, and yet you're wondering about what you're going to do some of you may be concerned about how you're going to pay bills. You may be concerned about, okay, I've got to check this week. I've got to check next week, but I don't know what's going to happen the week after. Somebody may have been furloughed and you applied for unemployment, but you still haven't heard back yet. Somebody may be saying, I can't wait till the government check comes. Your mind gets to be disquieted. And in this time of a disquieted mind, a mind that is, is racing, you end up having an emotional response in your flesh. So your body takes on the fatigue that's going on in your mind. 
and all of a sudden you're starting to feel things that you didn't feel last week or the week before. I came tonight to talk again about the quiet mind for troubled times. This is the second time I've talked about this, the quiet mind for troubled times. Because I believe that God wants to quiet your mind. God wants you to have a quiet mind, a peaceful mind, a mind that is resting, a mind that is relaxing in God. So I want you to hear me tonight. Turn off everything else that would distract you. Pay attention to my voice. Hear what I'm going to say. Because you need a quiet mind. Yes, the scripture says God is our refuge. And refuge is a condition of being safe or sheltered from pursuit, danger, or trouble. Let me say it again. Refuge is a condition of being safe or sheltered from pursuit, danger, or trouble. God says, I am your shelter. I am your refuge. You know, all of the uh, thesaurus words, those similar words for synonyms, as we call them, for the word refuge, they go something like this. Shelter, protection, safety, security, sanctuary, safe haven, preservation, safe harbor, hiding place. You are my hiding place. You always fill my heart with songs of deliverance. Whenever I am afraid, I will trust in you. God says, I'm your hiding place. That's good news. I'm your hiding place. I'm your shelter from the time of the storm. I am your hiding place. You, you know, sometimes even the biggest of us need to know how to hide out, need to know how to run to refuge, run to shelter. I am... Um, I ride a motorcycle, most of you already know that. I've got a Harley Davidson. Uh, my motorcycle is a big bike, it's a touring bike, it's a wonderful machine, I enjoy riding it. And uh, it's a fun thing to ride in good weather. But oh boy, when it starts to rain, you do not wanna be on a motorcycle. It's not the place to be. And so I got caught in the rain one time and on my bike and I was looking for a shelter. And so I, I was riding and I pulled over under a bridge, an overpass. And when I got underneath the bridge and overpass, I sat there, put my kickstand out. I've got a big white Harley that has a talon, uh, an eagle's claw that sticks out on the side for a kickstand. I put that talon down and I got underneath that bridge and on either side of the bridge, you could see sheets of rain coming down, but under the bridge was dry. Either side, sheets of rain, but under the bridge 
was dry. And God says, I want you to know that I can provide a bridge right where you are to shelter you even while the storm is raging on the outside. I was able to ride out the storm right there, just sit there, sit there, chilled out on the bike, kicked back, had a big old seat on my bike, relaxed on the bike and had me a good old time until the storm passed over, started my bike back up and you heard that big engine from that Harley take off and potato, 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 potato. And I roared back on down the street, happy as a lamb and dry. God says, I want to provide for you safe harbor, a safe place. You know what? To call God your refuge is to say that this is a place of your existence to the literal substance, your mind and your soul of yourself in God's hand. To call God your refuge is to place your existence, that is you, the you of you, to the literal substance of yourself, your mind, your body, and your soul in God's hand. Elohim. Elohim's hand. In God's hands. God, I place myself um, we, there's a song uh, Brother Lamont was, was it I give you all of me I give you all of me and I want to suggest tonight that you need to give all of you to God <sighs> recognize you can't handle it anyway give it to God look here I want you, if you're online right now on Facebook, I want you to tell somebody else, type it in now, tell them, give it to God. Give it to God. Give everything to God. Give it to God. If you chime in back, tell them, I'm giving it up. I'm giving it to God. Because, see, that's what it's all about. I'm not in control. God is in control. Let me tell you something. The word Elohim, it, it's, it's pronounced Elohim. It is the supreme God. I'm giving it up to the supreme God. I'm giving it all in, in his hands. Uh, you know, when I was younger, they used to do that song. All in his hands. I put it all in his hands. Whatever my problem, burden, I have to question. I put it all. Boom, boom, boom. Yes, I put it all in his hands. The thing is that you've got to put it all in his hands. Everything has to be put in his hands. Now, I'm, I'm, I'm sick and tired of people who telling me, you know, I'm, I'm going to give it over to God. And, well, if you're going to give it to God, you stop worrying about it. And if, you, if you're worrying about it, then you haven't given it to God. Lord, you know who I am. I, God, I'm putting it in your hands. I want you to take control. I was, as I, as I deliberated on this and, and I prayed over it and I was thinking this thing, look at it again. Psalm 46, verse 1. Look at it again. 
It says, God is. Stop right there. You, you just, sometimes you just need to sit down and, and just take the words of the scripture and just, just meditate on them. Don't, don't be in a hurry. Just, just stop what God is. Uh, Pastor Mac Elder used to sing that song, God is. God is. And the song said, God is the joy and the strength of my life. He moves all pain and misery and strife. He promised to keep me, never to leave me. He's never, ever come short of his word I got to fast and pray stay in his narrow way I keep my life clean every day I want to go with him when he comes back I've come too far and I'll never turn back God is God is God is God is oh 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 God is my all and more. Go on and play that. Play it a little louder, brother. God is. God is. God is. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. God is. Hallelujah. God is my all. Now you you need to get that in your spirit. So, sometimes when you when you get a little upset, something things are going on, and you're ready to 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 lose it. You're about to lose your sense. Just say God is. In the midst of it all, God is. He hasn't left me. He's still with me. God is. Hey, glory, hallelujah. God is. God is. God is. God is. God is my all. Ah, my all in all, my all in all. And all ah, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, thank you, thank you for who you are, God. Thank you for who you are. Thank you for who you are. Oh, God is. God is, God is, God is. God is. Oh, bless your name, God. Bless your name. God. Oh, yes. God is. God is my all. My all? And all. Bless your name, God. We know who you are. Listen. He said, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help 
in trouble. Now, I want to tell you something, saints. To claim God as your refuge is to believe in the nearness and the nowness of God. It's to believe in the nearness and the nowness of God. To claim God as your refuge is to believe in the nearness and the nowness of God. That's to say, God, I believe that you are a present help. That's right now. You're close enough to help me. You're close enough to catch me. You're near me. And you're also right here, right now, right now, right in my situation, right in your living room, right in your kitchen, wherever you are, right in your dining room, right there where you're sitting right now on your couch. God is right there. The nearness of God, the nowness of God. God is as near to you as your very breathing. The nearness of God and the nowness of God. God is right now help. Right now strength. Right now, mercy. He knows what you're going through. And, and, and if I am right, and I'm certain I am, verse 10 of Psalm 46 then speaks loudly to us. Oh, yes, it. It speaks loudly. Be still and know that I am God. Be still and know that I am God. Uh, I'm going to say something. Might sound a little casual for this, this message, but it needs to be said. You ought to tell somebody else, just chill. Just chill. Just chill. Yeah, I said it. Just chill and settle down. Just chill. Sit this one out, God said. I got this one. I don't need your help. Sit this one, sit down. Just chill. I, I'm not, I don't need your help right now. Just, just chill. Just chill. I don't, I'm not asking for you to do anything other than to chill. Settle down. I, I need you to be cool. I need you to, watch this. I need you to be cool in your mind. I know all of us know people who are just, just naturally cool. There's just some folk who just, they just naturally chill. They, you know, you you can't make them mad if you want. They just chill. Just chilling. What you doing? Just chilling. What's going on? Just chilling. There's some folk for whom when they say, stay home, they're like, great. 
Other folk, when they say stay home, they're like, is this punishment? Some people, they say stay home. I mean, it's like, hey, woo, thank you, Lord. I love my house anyway. I'm, I'm, I'm right where I want to be. Oh, hallelujah. I didn't want to go out there with them heathens anyway. Everybody crazy out there. That's right. Tell all of them to stay home. Leave me alone. Other folk, they just, they're used to being what we used to call social butterflies. Always in the street. Sometimes you got to learn how to cool out. Just chill. Just chill. Settle down. Relax. Let me show you something. This, 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 will, this will help you. The scripture says, be still. The Hebrew here is the word hapu, which is grow slack, release, let go. Just, just hold that for on, on the screen for a moment. Be still. Grow slack. Release. Let go. Let, let me say it again. You got to get it. Be still. Grow slack. Release. Let go. In other words, God said, just chill out for a minute. I'm not asking you to fix the virus. I'm not asking you to fix what's going on in the world. I'm asking you to sit it out. Just chill. Do you know that that was the same instruction? Let me, let me I'm going to mess your mind up right here. The instruction God gave to the children of Israel at the time of the Passover was, you cover your doorpost with the blood. Go inside socially isolate and when this is over you can come out I didn't make it up it's what the text says cover your doorposts with the blood go inside and when this is over you can come out now, now you have to know in other words God says you have nothing to do with this you just sit your Rollo Maker John down. That's the Archbishop Bailey word. I don't know what it means, but it always sounds good. You just sit down and let me, it's going to be okay. You, you chill out. Be cool. I, that's, it's kind of, I say it tongue in cheek because I'm not trying to equate this situation with the Egypt situation but I want you to see the point of social isolation of how poignant it is that it's not new sometimes you gotta just stay away it's not a matter of giving up your liberty it's a matter of doing what is necessary for the good of everyone and not just you so I surrender a little bit of my freedom so that everybody can be free. See, if I don't, if I if just say, for instance, they're talking now about potentially uh, allowing uh, people in general to put masks on when they go out after they get enough masks for all the first responders. But if I don't go out, I don't need a mask, which means that's one more mask that's in the pipeline 
for somebody who's going to be caring for people that are sick. I don't want a police officer or an ambulance worker or a hospital technician or a doctor or a nurse to get sick because I thought I needed to put something on to go out when I necessarily didn't have to. Just chill. Now, the word says to grow slack, release, let go. I want to suggest tonight that you let go and you let God. Let go and let God. P.J. Morton wrote a song. Most of you heard it sung by Dwayne Woods. He said, as soon as I stop worrying, worrying about how the story is, that's when I let go and I let God, let God have his way. That's when things started happening. I stopped looking back and then I let go. And I let God, let God have his way. If you don't know the name P.J. Morton, P.J. Morton is... Uh, as Bishop Paul Morton's son, uh, P.J. Paul Jr., that's why they call him P.J. P.J. Morton is a gifted musician and artist, plays many genres. And uh, if you get a chance, look him up. He'll bless you. Listen to this song again. Go turn on, turn on Dwayne singing that song. Dwayne sings it with a special gusto because of what he's been through in his body. Been as sick and have the most scary thing in the world to happen to him, and so he he understands what worrying means, and he understands why one can actually have an issue in your life that would make you want to worry. But he tries to warn you and tell you that you can let go and let God, let God have His way. So how do you let go? I, I'm going to offer three things of ways to let go today and let God. Three things. Number one, I'm going to tell you to speak to God, which is a part of worship. Speak to God, and that's worship. Um, when I say worship, I'm talking about prayer. I'm talking about praise, adoration, hands lifted up. I'm talking about intimacy, divine relationship with God. I'm, I'm, I'm talking about meditating on God. I, I, I want to speak to God. I want, I want to get into a prayer mode. You know, this season, some of you have been saying, I wish I had time to pray, but I, I got to concentrate on work. I got to do this. Got to do. Some of you are not working right now. Some of you are working limitedly at home. And some of you, now that you're working at home, you don't have the commute, so you've got an extra bit of time from the time you would have gotten up to get freshened up and get to get the job and get back. You've got a little more time. This is the time to learn how to enter into worship. To pray. I know somebody's gonna tell me, Reverend, I don't I don't know what to pray. I don't know what pray the scripture. Pray the word. Pray. Pray. I'll come back to that scripture thing in a moment. 
learn how to pray. I said last week, a part of that praying is, 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 is learning how to focus yourself, um, bringing yourself into a contemplative state with good meditative practices as a believer, filling your mind, filling your spirit up with, with the Holy Spirit and breathing in that, that freshness and breathing out all the other things that don't belong and to concentrate and focus your mind upon the Lord you know that loves you. But then number two, I'm going to suggest that you surrender to God's will. Surrender to God's will. Yes. By surrender, I mean, hey, God, I'm not in control. You are. And since you're in control, I'm going to trust you to handle things. I can't handle it. I surrender control. It's out of my hands. I surrender. You know, it's funny. I've had times in my life where I made decisions, and those decisions got vetoed by heaven. Uh, yeah, vetoed. Meaning... I thought I was going to go one way and had established a plan to go there. And then I prayed that prayer that I love to pray. Lord, what's for me, bring it to me. What's not, push it far, far away. Simple prayer, because that was a prayer to be in God's perfect will. Lord, what's for me, bring it to me. Lord, what's not, push it far, far away. Again, I want to get in your spirit. That's a prayer to get in God's will. Lord, what's for me, bring it to me. What's not, push it far, far away. If I see something I want going away from me, I don't always chase it. I say, God, if that's your will, I receive it. If it's not, I want you to bring it back to me. When I see what God is bringing me, I learn to receive it. You know, that, that allows God to veto me. God, you can override what I want because what I want for me is nothing compared to what you want for me because you want the best for me. You want me to be blessed. You want me to be the head and not the tail, above and not beneath. You want me to be the first and not the last. You want me to be the lender and not the borrower. So I know that if I'm in your perfect will, then I will be in a position to get your best. So I surrender my will. Well, in surrendering my will, it's an act of trust. It's an act of trust. I um, I was looking today and thinking about trust. You know, when I trust God, and uh, they have these trust exercises uh, that, that people do all the time where you stand and you cross your arms across your chest and then uh, you close your eyes and you fall backwards, boom, and hopefully the person behind you catches you. Well, it works real well as long as you fall backwards. I was watching one today, guy's doing a trust exercise, and the guy says, close your eyes and, uh, and go ahead and fall now. And a whole group of people lined up behind him to catch him, and instead he fell forward. <laughs> I couldn't help. I didn't want to laugh. I was hoping to make sure he was okay. But everybody behind him, their mouths were wide open. They had no idea he was going to go the wrong direction. Well, a part of trusting God is knowing God's will. 
And you don't know God's will unless you do the third thing. Subscribe to God's way. And that's the sacred scriptures. That's how I know what God wants me to do. That's how I get all the directions. I don't go on my own understanding. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Proverbs 3. And lean not unto my own understanding, but acknowledge him in all of your ways. And he will, he shall direct your path. So I want to trust God and I want to acknowledge him in all my ways. How do I get to acknowledge him and trust him? I have to read his word. So right now, some of you have some time on your hand. Let's make a covenant. Over the next four weeks, because that's what we have, and we know that the president has just said April 30th, the end of April will be the end of it. He's hoping, he doesn't want to go back, but he's hoping for the end of April. So over the next four weeks, I want you to commit to reading the Psalms so that by the end of the month, the end of April, you would have read every one of the division of Psalms. Now, those of you who are speed readers, slow down. It's not a race. Meditate on the Psalm. Think about the Psalm. Do a little research. Go and get your lexicon out. Get your Strong's commentary out. Get your Bible dictionary out. Read it. Contemplate it. When you get to Psalm 46 that I'm teaching from now, do an extra in-depth study of it. Don't be in a hurry. You got to the end of the month. But I want you to get your mind right by getting yourself into the sacred scriptures. Well, all of this has to do with you. You have to make a choice. And what you have to say to yourself you have to say to Jesus, I make a choice. I choose you. Jesus, I make a choice. I choose you. I make a choice. I'm not going to let my feelings get in the way. I'm not going to be in my feelings. I don't care. I'm Drake. I'm sorry. We don't want anybody in their feelings right now. I want you to be in your faith. I choose you. And, and you know, the, the old, old folks used to say when they got in trouble, they used to say it like this. Jesus, take the wheel. And right now, you need to say, Jesus, take the wheel. I'm not driving this train. Jesus, take the wheel. I'm not driving this car. Jesus, take the wheel. I, I want to close with this. You know, sometimes we get to the place we think nobody knows. God doesn't know. Who knows what I'm going through? I'm dealing with this. I'm dealing with that. Nobody cares. Nobody sees me. You know, I'm, I'm struggling by myself. I'm in this house all by myself. Nobody, nobody calls me. Nobody, nobody said anything to me. And I do want to say, Saints call each other, check on each other, FaceTime each other, show some love. I'm by myself. Nobody knows what I'm going through. Nobody knows what I'm dealing with. I want to tell you this. God knows.
So I want to close this study out with the 139th Psalm. My spiritual mentor, Howard Thurman, loved the 139th Psalm. And I say spiritual mentor because I, I'm a firm reader and study of his thinking on a lot of things. And, and I, I really like the fact that Thurman's understanding of God and understanding of God's relationship with us took into account that God knows us in our rawest, realest form. You can't hide either from God. You, you can't tell God, oh, I'm not nervous. He's in your nervous system. You can't tell God I'm not upset. I don't know you. You can't tell God you never made a mistake. He was there when you made it. He was there when you planned it and you didn't get to commit it. He was there in your thoughts and your desires and the intents of your heart. He knows you. He knows what you're going through. 139th Psalm. I just want to read the first 10 verses. Please hear me. Oh Lord, you have searched me and known me. You know my sitting down and my rising up. You understand my thought afar off. You comprehend my path and my lying down and are acquainted with all my ways. For there's not a word in my tongue, but behold, O Lord, you know it all together. You have hedged me behind and before and laid your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is high. I cannot attain it. Where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I ascend into heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in hell, behold, you are there. If I take the wings of the morning, dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea. Even there your hand shall lead me and your right hand shall hold me. He's holding you in his right hand. The hand of strength and of power. Let him Hold your stuff. Give it over to him. Don't worry. Be cool and quiet in your mind. For God is with you. Now and near you as an ever-present help. 